0: The Audio Vault on one San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by A.A. Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Joe Reinagle. For the third time in seven seasons. The San Antonio Spurs are the NBA champions. Jason Minutes. They go back to
1: big day as Super Bowl champions. Dallas 52, Ruffles Seventeen. It's the Blitz
0: on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star.
1: It is the Blitz here on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Menix. Jerry Jones will talk in about an hour. Howdy. So we've adjusted. We've called an audible with the great John Maschota from the Athletic. He's getting his legs ready to be in an awkward position for about an hour. On the bus, are you guys going on the bus, John?
2: Uh, we are we are. I'm actually standing uh outside of that area, waiting for uh see when we'll actually go on, but yeah, it's probably about an hour how, so uh, how how
1: yeah. long into the media session with Jerry on the bus before your leg is completely asleep?
2: <laughs> uh. I don't know, uh, maybe 15, 20 minutes. I guess it depends on where the conversation is <laughs> going. You know?
0: Well, you got a lot to talk about, John, with, with Jerry. And and still, I think one of the biggest topics that that we've been discussing and that has come up and uh, is the all-in comment. And I know Stephen tried to walk that back a little bit, but obviously that's going to be part of the conversation today, I would think.
2: 100%. That That, to me, is near the top, or you could even say it is the number one top thing that will be discussed. And I, I do think that Steven is giving everyone a little bit of uh honesty and, and, and a little bit more description than than Jerry, where Jerry likes to dance around a little bit with some of these answers. I think I think Steven is is kind of telling us what's really going on and it's it's not going to be this big off season of making a bunch of aggressive moves. I think the Jerry comment about all in is more so that uh, it's going to be all about this season, that they're not looking beyond this season. And because of that, I think it's more about uh, you know Mike McCarthy in the final year of his contract. Jack Prescott could potentially be going in the final year of his contract, that they're not looking beyond this season. It's about winning this year, but I don't know that it means that they're going to do this, all these aggressive free agency and trade moves that maybe some other teams have done. I know fans want to see that, and I don't blame them. I just don't get the sense that that's how it's going to be.
1: John Machota from The Athletic joining us here on the Buyers Barricades guest line. You mentioned Dak, and obviously you'll probably get, I don't know, seven, eight questions about that. Do you find it normal or a little odd that they're apparently not going to meet with Dak's representatives there in Indianapolis?
2: I don't think it's odd just because of the fact that his representation hasn't changed uh, since the last contract, and so they know where everything pretty much stands. It's about, okay, this is where we want to be. This is where you want to be. Uh, you know, do you, want to, do you want to give a little bit? Are we going to give a little? Or are we going to wait this thing out like the last one where, in the end, that got pretty much everything you could want. And so that could very well happen here. I'm sure the Cowboys want him to maybe take a little bit less so that uh, – and take a, not, not only take a little bit. When I say take less, I mean not reset the market like every other franchise quarterback pretty much does when they come up for – uh, this part in, in getting a new contract, but I think that one they want to get something done so that they can do other moves. But then two, uh, maybe instead of resetting the market, maybe he he doesn't want sixty, maybe fifty three, fifty five, something like that. Um, and I could see Dak and his representative saying, "No, no, no, we need we, we want the sixty. We want to reset the market." So uh, it takes two two sides of this. So uh, I think they both know where they stand, and so I think it'll be more about deadlines. Uh, than it will be about if they can talk out in Indianapolis. I think both sides know each other very well.
0: All right, John, let me hit you with a hypothetical because uh had a conversation with the RJ Ochoa the other day, and, and I th- thought that this could be a possibility, although a long shot, but I'll throw it out at you and, and see what you think about it. What if Dak says, I don't want to do anything. I want to test the open market. I think I can make a lot of money. I'll play out this contract and then and then test the open market. Do you think that that would ever be a possibility from a Dak Prescott? Just say the heck with the Cowboys. I'm going to go see what I'm worth on the open market after this year.
2: I don't think so. They would have to really, really insult him with with their offers for him to do something like that. But no, I don't. I don't see that because as bad as things have been, uh, they're really not that bad in the grand scheme of things. You're the franchise quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, like take just the Cowboys out of this. Like take all of sports think that that's probably maybe the most attractive position in all of sports, so it's not like he's being treated poorly by the Detroit Lions or something, and you're just like, I, I'm out of here. I don't need to deal with it like, eh. There's a lot of positives that come with being the Dallas Cowboys sport, but yes, there's obviously a lot of negatives, but there's a lot of things that you get that come along with it that obviously there's a lot of guys that would like to do that job as well, so I find it hard to believe that he's racing to get out of that position. I do think that Beck would have success with other teams, but I don't know that he would get to the level where he's like, no, 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 no. Let me just play a so year out, and then I'll hit free agency. And if I go play for another team, I'll go play for another team. I mean, it's possible. I just don't think it's likely.
1: And, and it would be very difficult for him to sell his house with a whole football field yeah, in the backyard. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. ain't going well, he anywhere. He wouldn't have
0: to because he's got more money than Still. any of us could ever dream of. John Machado from The Athletic. Oh, you
2: know what, real quick, real quick. There is a, there is an interesting part of that, you know, something that I hear a lot, uh, or at least not maybe not recently, but I used to, is the whole – and I was guilty of it, too, because I used to kind of play with the storyline of Dak bet on himself and won. Yeah, he bet on himself and got that last contract and won because of the fact that he got what he wanted on the field. But when you're betting on yourself, you he you already have these all these endorsements that are coming. So it's not really like, you know, if we bet on ourselves in our profession where it's like, man, if we lose out, like, I'm going to have to find a completely new job. I could be out on the streets. Like, he's got a lot of endorsement money coming, in, and I don't think he's going to be really hurt. Like, oh, geez. Where am I finding my next meal type yeah. thing? So it's not like, you know, it's us betting on ourselves and our jobs. It's a little bit different.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, he's got a baby <laughs> on the way that he's got to feed. I mean, yeah, how long True. <laughs> True. Exactly. You know, I don't know what her shopping habits are like, but, you know, I mean. I don't think there's any issue in the Prescott family. No, no none at all. Now, there, there are issues within the Cowboys family, and a couple things that, Um, we've learned this week in Indianapolis. One is that Mike Zimmer only signed a one-year deal, which leads to uh, two questions. One, are you surprised that Mike Zimmer would take a job on a one-year contract? And two, what does that tell the coaching staff in your mind that it seems your head coach and your coordinator, so I'm guessing everybody else, are on expiring deals?
2: Yeah, I think that's the Cowboys' way of showing how uh big this next season is that there isn't going to be any leeway of hey you can kind of fall back on the on the fact that hey if this doesn't work out i'll be back next year i'll say this it, it is interesting and i'm not trying to downplay the story of it but even if you sign a two-year deal if it's a disaster of a season you're getting a new coaching staff and there's no guarantee that the next coach is going to bring on mike zimmer like mike mccarthy brought on telling more you know it's not like that it happens a lot in the NFL where it's like, no, 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 I'll, I'll keep the new coach. Like, I'll keep two or three of your assistants. I mean, it's probably that new coach is coming in and it's going to bring in, especially the, the coordinators are probably going to want to bring in their own. And so I, I think that there's a good chance that if things will go south this year. You're going to have a new coaching staff anyway. And so it just puts a lot of pressure on on the staff to, to know, like, hey, this is, it's all about this year. There's no looking beyond this year. I think that's the key there.
0: What's well, interesting, and I know that uh, read a report that um, the Cowboys met with Michael Gallup's representatives. Uh, no decision, they said, coming out of that meeting. Do you really expect Michael Gallup to be back here next year?
2: Nah, I think it's a good chance that they go in another direction there. I think it. I think it lines up better to where you're looking at a, a group of C.D. Lamb is your one, Brandon Cooks is your two, and, and Jalen Tolbert is your three. And if that's the case, as much as there are pauses that Michael Callup brings to the table. It also comes in play his salary, and his salary is to be a number two receiver in the league. And if you're paying that guy, and he's your fourth, yeah, that, that's that's not going to go well, especially with how tight they're going to be up against the cap, with them trying to, you know, do an extension with Dak and CD, and eventually Micah Parsons as well. And so, I mean, it's I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it seems unlikely that that they would. Stay at the number he's at right now. And continue going forward, with Michael Gallup on the
1: roster. And and what about on the offensive line with uh, Biotis and Tyron Smith? What are you hearing out there in Indy?
2: Yeah, the the, the thing to me it sounds like he wants to play another year. And if he wants to play another year, it'll be with the Dallas Cowboys. I, I you know, talking about the the Dak thing earlier about him, one testing the waters and being able to possibly play for a different team. I don't get that sense with Tyron. I think it's Cowboys or retirement. So I think as long as they can meet on the number, I think Tyron Smith will be back. And I think that there's a decent chance of them working that out because look at Tyron's contract that he signed, um, back in training camp, whatever, 10 years ago. I mean, it was a very team friendly deal and I could see him doing the same on a one year deal. And another thing that factors in is that I think with, uh, Tyron and Zach Martin, the way that they kind of maneuvered them during the week to keep them healthy, um, and Mike McCarthy and his staff took care of them, I think that, that those players really like that. And I think because of that, I, I just I see the Tyron Smith working out. Biadish is much more of a, I'd say, a coin flip there. Um, I think that there's a decent possibility that they, if he gets a good offer from another team, I could see him being gone. And then your center next season would be, it could be a, it could be like a Brock Hoffman it, you know it could be a TJ Bass but i i would think that they would be addressing it somewhere in this draft I and mean, this draft has got a good offensive line class so i think Tyron Smith is a pretty good chance he's back uh, i'm not as confident with the Adish
0: you know john it's interesting because i, I did see that it looks like the cowboys at least yesterday and and please update us if you can but it, most of the people they were talking to uh college kids possible draft picks were either defensive linemen or linebackers is that where you think their biggest focus is going to be in this draft
2: so out of the players that have participated so far yeah I, th- I think so I mean uh, you know Stephen Jones uh, was here earlier in the week for the competition committee meetings like he always is and then he flew back to Dallas for some other business he had to attend to but he had he made sure he was back here for those workouts uh, and was at Lucas Oil Stadium for those, as you mentioned, D-line and linebackers. So I thought that was interesting. So I think it's there. But then I, I just this offensive line class is there's a lot of possibilities there, and 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 with how well they've done drafting offensive linemen in the first round, I think that that has to be in play there. So yeah, as I sit here right now, I would say a defensive line, linebacker, offensive line. That seems like where there's the most interest. I threw a running back in there as well. The um, so one thing about linebacker though is I just I don't know that there's a linebacker in this class that's that you would go in the first round with. Um, I think it would be like kind of a little bit later. The other part of it too, is I wonder would they really go with a young linebacker high in the draft when you have Overshone coming back. It sounds like he's on, on, on track to be ready for training camp. And then you have a younger linebacker, Damone Clark. To me at linebacker, it seems like you would go with a veteran player, maybe in free agency, maybe via trade as opposed to maybe drafting a guy and going with three young linebackers. So that'll be up to Mike Zimmer. Uh, I'll be interested to see what they do there. But yeah, that's, um, those are those are key positions. Obviously, those are those are big reasons why they lost the, the Green Bay Packers.
1: Very true. John Machado from the Athletic joining us here on the Blitz ninety four one at San Antonio Sports Star. The uh, grades from the NFLPA survey: Cowboys do okay. Uh, Mike McCarthy got a better grade than say Jerry Jones. I don't know if you'll ask Jerry about that a little bit later on and and, and see what he thinks. But they got bad grades when it came uh, comes to training staff. Does that surprise you?
2: It it would if it was because of the quality of the training staff, but from what I've heard, it's the number of. So them wanting more trainers available. I think that's what they were talking about. And it is interesting to me because I guess it would be players talking to other players around the league and and them finding out, oh, hey, you know, we have this and we have that. And then them sitting there going, man, we're with the Dallas Cowboys. Why don't we have that? But I don't understand because I don't know how much you can compare to other teams and what their training staff are like. And so – that's up for debate, but I also would tell you that 24 hours before that survey came out, I never would have thought the Kansas City Chiefs would have graded as bad as they did because I'm not in their building. I just judge them as what I think is the best team in the NFL and has been for the last five years. I would think that their stuff is great, and apparently it's not great at all. So uh, there were some interesting interesting things from that, um, but I don't think it's because they, the players think that there's bad trainers. I, I think that they probably want more trainers.
1: Yeah, I saw that and I thought, well, when D Law said they were tired at the end of the year and had uh, heavy legs or whatever, maybe there was some truth to that dumb statement.
2: Well, I'll say this from the people I've talked to. I don't think that they love that he said that, (laughs) but I will say, I think that they feel like, you know, you do some interviews and you feel like you have to have an answer to a question that let's be honest. I don't think anybody has an answer of why they played the way they did against the Packers. Like it's one thing to lose to them. But to have that collapse like that, and I don't think that they really thought they were retired, and I think that DeMarcus Lawrence kind of felt like, yeah, maybe that was part of it, I'll say that, because I have to answer the question, I'm on TV, I have to say something, but I don't get the sense that that's what they feel like was, was the issue. I haven't found the answer yet, I don't know if they have it though either.
0: John, i got to ask you, what is it like out there in Indianapolis at the NFL Combine? Is it, uh, is it a well-oiled machine, or is it chaos just with everybody running around doing their own thing? I'll be honest with
2: you. I love it. Um, and it's just because it's been in Indy for a while. So the more you come out here, the more you know where people are going to be. And so if it, if it's your first time, I can see being overwhelmed. It is overwhelming. There's a lot of different things going on. But if you do it a few times, you kind of pick up on things. And so I think it's about as well oil of the, as all the machine as it can get. Because I'm a big Final Four guy, and I, and I think I've told you guys before, like, I love all the Final Four cities that are walkable and you can stay downtown, and that's the way that this city is, obviously. And so I wanted to stay here as opposed to, let's say, like if it was in L.A. Or, or even Dallas, so much stuff would be spread out, and so you'd be all over the place. Whereas here, if you're missing out on something and you find out, hey, so-and-so's over here whatever, it's a short walk to wherever that's at. You know? and, and everything is pretty well-oiled. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Indy Hosting the Combine.
1: How many dinners at San Elmo's have you had? I swear I'm
2: not making this up. I have never ate at St. Elbow's once since I've been wow. here. Is that, how embarrassing is that? Like, I need to <laughs> take a day aside and at least do that because that is, like, the, the thing that everything is known for. You know, I don't know if, okay, so I would say that's on my list of most embarrassing things. I think number one for me, though, is I'm from Detroit, and I've never been to that Motown Museum. And I feel like you, I should have done that at least once, and I've never done that either. So I need to knock those two things out in the next couple of years.
1: I would say that, uh, that yeah, that's embarrassing. Not to getting into St. Elmo's <laughs> during uh, Combine Week. You're a reporter, man. You might not be able to get a reservation. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> that's a good point. I, although, maybe you can get a job as a waiter that week. Boy, the scoop you would learn there <laughs> I, if you were exactly just a busboy. Right. Let me walk by the Joneses table. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's a good idea. I'm
2: going to think about doing that for next year. I mean,
1: be a good undercover bit. Yeah, I think it would be awesome. <laughs> When the Athletic goes there, television, that's going to be your role, busboy, John Machoda. I'm,
2: I'm, 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 fine, I'm fine with that. Is there anything <laughs> that you guys need to ask, Gary? Uh, any, any, any burning questions you guys have?
1: You know, I mean, obviously, I, well, the 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 Dak stuff, the one-year deal with Mike Zimmer, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I'm curious if some of the other candidates would not take a one-year contract and Mike would. Yeah. Um, is that one of the reasons Mike got the job? He was the one guy that said, sure, I'll do it for a year. Did some of these other guys want longer-term deals?
2: They really liked Mike a lot. Um, just I like Mike, too. People. I think
1: it's a great hire, but I know I'm they in like the minority that, with
2: that. Well, right, but the thing is that he was. they have a lot of people that are already in the building, that have been in the building for a long time, that really like Mike and what he brings and how they think that he'll be a little bit of a change-up from Dan Quinn and his style is just a little bit different. But then also the other part that puts it over the top is just how much Mike McCarthy likes him and respects him from his time when he was in Green Bay and, and Zimmer was in, in Minnesota. And so that's why a lot of it is pretty seamless to fit. And so if you're going to do this on a one-year thing, it's kind of tough to do that. without, say a young, up-and-coming defensive coordinator who hasn't been a DC before, or maybe a coach that you know, Mike McCarthy doesn't really get along with. Like you're gonna to have to have some continuity there. When it's hey, we're, we're it's about this season. We're not. We can't really look beyond this season and and how we can grow. This has to hit the ground running immediately. And so I think that's why Zimmer was the choice.
0: I just want a detailed explanation of the all-in comment, John. Would you you get it okay. in writing and send it to us? And exactly what he pro- meant.
2: You know the problem, though, is that we won't get anything exact. It's going to be a little bit of everything, just enough for us to talk about it for another month.
0: Do you think That's any- how Jerry likes it? Do you think
1: anybody will ask him about having to provide the DNA test?
2: I most certainly think that will be asked about. It's just will that kick things off, or will that be saved to the very end in case it goes in a bad direction? I don't know, but exactly. I, I'm it's- pretty confident that will be asked about.
1: Yeah, save that to the end. After Dak, Micah, and some <laughs> of the other questions that you need to get, don't don't end this thing in a hurry. <laughs>
2: Right, right, right. That's
1: a good idea. Good. So about the time both legs are asleep, that's when you ask the question so you can get up and get off the bus.
2: (laughs) There you go. There you go. Good
1: stuff. John Machoda from The Athletic. Always appreciate it, my friend.
2: No problem, guys. Thanks for having
1: me on. And make sure you're following John on Twitter, at John Machoda, because that press conference, Jerry on the bus, uh, around four. And so... Yeah. And John will tweet, uh, at John Machoda, uh, and, and, and other cowboy reporters, but I mean, John's the best, especially because he has so much video that he'll put up there. John Machoda and all our guests on the buyers barricades guest line where they provide traffic control rental and sales for San Antonio and beyond online at buyersbarricades.com.